This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we are asking the intriguing question, did Jesus fulfill or replace the Old Testament? And one of the things that's so intriguing about this this, uh, question is I've never even thought to ask it. (laughs) That is is how uh, intriguing it is. But once I begin to think about it, it, it definitely is something I have thought about just maybe not out loud and not intentionally. Um, but when Jesus came, I, I remember as a new believer, I didn't read any of the Old Testament really, other than a few Psalms, maybe the Ten Commandments, maybe a little bit of Genesis, uh, because I was a teenager and I was, you know, science and all that stuff. And I remember thinking, most of this is just kind of uh, history. I'm diving into the Gospels and the Epistles, and man, I love Revelation. I was all about Revelation. Um, for some reason. And, and I think the challenge is, if we're not careful, and we've, we've probably said this uh, too much at this point, there's so much in the Old Testament. I remember in my ministry hearing a sermon preached um, from Jeremiah and the profound impact it had. And I remember thinking, there is an entire wealth of God's word that I have skipped out on for seven, eight years of my faith. Um <laughs> And that's when I began to dive in and study and preach from the Old Testament and really see the treasure that is truly there. And, and ultimately how Christ is so clearly there, <laughs> you know, when you begin to see these things and make these connections. So today, as we talk about this, uh, where do we begin to, to look at this, this, uh, this topic today? Yeah, let me, uh, let me just say before we start, one of the things that Replicate we have tried to do is to give you access and accessibility to the Bible through Bible reading plans. And one of the ways we do that is through uh, a Bible reading plan called the Foundations of the F-260, where you can go through both the Old and New Testament. Right. Chronological order. And, meta-narrative. Uh, meta, yeah, you get the whole meta-narrative Genesis of Scripture. Genesis to Revelation. Genesis to Revelation, and you're only going to read one to two chapters a day. Right. Um, so... Let me just encourage you, if you haven't downloaded that, that's one of the ways you're probably saying, okay, what do I do to understand the old? Well, you need to read it, but don't, don't read four to five chapters a day where you're going to be overwhelmed and inundated with information where you can't digest what you're, what you're reading. So this is an easy way to do it. Chris, can they go to Replicate to find that? They can. They can go to Replicate.org and they can grab the PDF reading plan. They can find access to the app or they can, if they want to purchase a physical copy of a book, they can get a reading plan that way, but they can get it. Uh, there's free versions, there's downloadable versions, there's an app version. So the plan is easily accessible and anyone can grab it. And that is definitely the path we would want you to go on if you're going to begin walking through the scripture in the way we're talking about. Yes. Okay. So... What I want to talk about now is, uh, and we talked about this last week, and I'm going to give Chris another pop quiz to see if he remembers. Oh, boy. Another pop quiz from last week. Oh, man. Okay. Do we remember the name of the guy who, who said that the Bible was too Jewish and we needed to cut some of the things out of the Jewishness of the Bible? Do you remember his name? Was, uh, the, was this the Martin Luther or was this the other individual who had just the book of Luke and some epistles? 
that the guy with the book of Luke and, and the epistles. epistles. What was his name? What was what? his name? Was Started his with an name? M. M. Marcion. Marcion. That's it. Bingo. Yes. Woo. Do I get a gold star? That's what I need. Golly. Uh, Pressure is, is the, it's like I got hot lights on me right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Marcion basically said we need to get rid of the, the Old Testament uh, flavor or the Jewish flavor of the Bible. Then we talked about Justin Martyr. Then we talked about Clement of Alexandria. Alexandria. Uh, and we talked about how that went all the way through the Dark Ages. Okay, And so basically you have this disconnection between the church and the Jews, which basically fuels something called replacement theology. Okay. Right? Have you heard of replacement theology? Um, I've heard the term, um, but I have not d- divin. How do you say? Di- I haven't dived deep. Dived in. Dove I haven't in. dived into that topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, replacement theology is the idea that the church, the New Testament church, has replaced Israel. Okay. So because Jesus now has come and as the Messiah to the world has given us the keys to the kingdom, Uh, as the church, and now he has basically replaced the Old Testament saints, replaced the Old Testament scriptures, replaced uh, the Old Testament customs and festivals. And so the idea is we don't need the old because we have the new. Uh, Jewish people are done away with, and everything now is built on the church, which is mostly comprised of Gentile believers, okay? Replacement theology. Something I've always found fascinating about replacement theology is the fact that those who believe in replacement theology want the blessings of the Old Testament saints. Right. But they never talk about the curses. <laughs> Only the good. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we replaced Israel. Now we don't want the bad things that come with that. We just want all the right. blessings and the joy. And Right. Okay. Now the reason people have gotten here. Okay. And I could see from uh, on the surface how people have gotten here is from the book of Matthew, chapter five. So, Chris, if you have a Bible, and I, hope um, I, I can quickly grab a Bible and look at Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five. Is there a specific verse in this chapter, or uh, Matthew chapter five, verse seventeen? Matthew chapter five, seventeen. I'm diving in right now. Am I going to be reading this? Yes, read it now. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Okay. So what is the deal with that? How can you get replacement theology from that verse? Um, I, I guess by thinking if Jesus has fulfilled the old Testament, then we don't need it anymore. It's right. done. It's fulfilled. Yeah. I haven't come to abolish, but to fulfill, okay? Now, the problem with the word fulfill, well, let me take the first part. Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law or the prophets. What is he talking about in the law or the prophets? What is he saying there? He's ta- uh, I'm From last week, uh, I believe he's referring to the Tanakh, the T and the N, to be specific. Yes. Now, just because Jesus doesn't say the writings doesn't mean he doesn't have it in mind. So just remember that. Because he just uses the law right. and the prophets. When right. Jesus says, if you're, if you're studying through Scripture, you see Jesus saying the law and the prophets. In his mind, I think he's talking about the Old Testament, which would have been the Hebrew Bible or the Tanakh. Okay? The Torah. The totality. 
in, of the old the whole the whole of the Old Testament. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the key words, if we can understand these two words, Jonathan, we get it. Okay. The words are abolish and fulfill. Okay, Chris, I'm gonna let you take a stab at it. What does oh, the word abolish mean? It means to do away with. Ooh. Okay. That's just a random one off the top of my head. That's why. Okay. Give me another one. Another word. To, uh, to destroy. Okay. Destroy. You're two for two. One more. Can you go three for three? Uh, to eliminate. Okay. Negate is the word negate. I was looking for. Okay. Negate. Okay. Wow. They, they, no, I mean, you do good, but, but yeah, all those words mean the same. Okay. That's true. So abolish means to negate or get rid of. Okay. So what you read this verse at face value and you say, Jesus didn't come to abolish, negate, get rid of the Old Testament. He came to fulfill. Okay. The word fulfill there can mean a couple different things. Okay. The word fulfill normally in our mind means something different than what it meant back then. Okay. Let me give you an example. Have you ever gotten in the mail uh, a flyer for the old Navy back to school sale? You ever gotten that before? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, and what I've realized is Old Navy has the 20% off back to school sale. Old Navy has the 20% off Christmas sale. Old Navy has the 20% off Thanksgiving sale. Old Navy has the 20% off beginning of the year sale, the Easter sale, the summer sale, the midsummer. Every, every flyer they give out is the same flyer. Yeah. And what I've realized is it's always on sale and that's the price. But we digress. But the point is, if they send you the magazine or the flyer in the mail and you look on the magazine, you say, man, I need to buy me some old Navy jeans. Right. Have you ever bought old Navy jeans before? I have. I, I had an old Navy phase in the, in the mid to early two thousands. Really? Well, here's what I found. I would wear old Navy for about two months and it would fall apart on me. So I, I found the same exact nothing thing. against old Navy. I love the, the feel and the look, but they just did not last. No, I did the same thing. I was in an old Navy phase too. And, uh, they stayed true to the name because the jeans felt old and they never kept the Navy look. So anyway, I decided I can't wear old Navy. Okay. So the, the thing about old Navy is this though, if you look at the, the picture on the magazine or the uh, handout or the flyer, and then you call or go online and order, looking at the picture, if you order those pair of jeans, okay, with your credit card online, when the jeans come into the mail and you receive the jeans, okay, it's the, mm. here it is, the fulfillment of the order. Mm. What do you do with the flyer that has the picture of the item? What do you do with the flyer that has the picture of the item? You look now at that it. you have received the fulfillment. Oh, gotcha. Order. You throw it in the trash. You throw it in the trash. Why? Because you fulfill. It's not. You. It's no longer useful. It's no longer useful. You fulfill the order. That, my friend, coming close. Don't miss this. We're going to go to a break. I want you to get this. That right there is how most people look at the Old Testament. Mm. Most people think that the order that came in is Jesus hmm. and because Jesus is on the scene and because Jesus showed up and he has fulfilled the old Testament, the old Testament is like a crumbled up flyer that we no longer need because it's useless for our lives. And I want to show you how, when you understand that word correctly, hmm. it changes the meaning of the text. 
As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back. And one of the things I want to remind you of as we talk about replacement theology, because it seems a little heady today, we're using a big term, replacement theology, uh, as you've broken it down, um, it, it's a little bit easier to, to uh, digest. Yeah. But you wanted me to remind you, uh, I think, in this podcast about Pete Scazzaro. Is that correct? Something you wanted to say? No, Pete Scazzaro is for the next podcast. The next podcast. Okay, so what we wanted to do is give people out there a little, a little tidbit yeah, to Pete get them Scazzaro. excited about the next podcast. We're not going to talk about it today. But well, I, will tell you what, I, I will tell you what it may be about. Just a little insight real quick. Because talking about the dark ages and talking about how replacement theology has perpetuated, talking about the Jews and turning away through the dark ages, it got me thinking about a conversation Mr. Pete Scazzaro and I had about how we as Western Christians, or really Christians in general, mm -hmm. basically study history this way. We go from the Gospels, we definitely don't go to the Old Testament, we go from the Gospels to the book of Acts, and then we jumped church history all the way to Martin Luther, and we pick up there. And it's almost like we have erased 1,500 years of church history from our radar. And all right, well, saying, let's not talk anymore about that. It's just a little insight for the future for next time, a little fired up. advertisement almost uh, placed right here in the podcast for your listening enjoyment. So let's pick right back up on replacement theology. We were talking about how abolish and fulfill are important words. Okay. And we left off with the word fulfill. And like when you, when you redeem that coupon, when you use it, that advertisement, you toss it when you're done. You, yeah. you don't need it anymore. You've got what you wanted and you're moving on. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you a better picture of the word fulfill. Okay. Mm -hmm. The word fulfill can mean to properly establish. Mm -hmm. It can mean correctly interpret but it can also mean, and here's the big one, to fill full, okay? Or a better way to think of it is to fill between the lines or to give depth or perception mm. or uh, color to something. Yeah. When I was a kid, one of the many hobbies that I tried to get into, uh, one of the many 37 hobbies I tried as a kid was painting. Only 37? Come on. Maybe more. 37, uh, yeah painting was the was the hobby okay uh and i don't know about you as a kid I, I saw bob ross and i thought man i don't have an afro but i definitely probably i think i could paint like some that. would argue you had an afro that looked like that i did well. have an afro rig saw an old picture of me growing up and dad you have a bob ross afro that was rig's exact words i said i don't know if it was that big son but uh so i saw bob ross and i saw this little tree peeking out from the clouds right here and uh, this little mountain hiding right here. And I would say, man, I can do that, you know? So <laughs> my parents sent me to art school and, uh, you know, I'm ready for the paint. I'm asking the lady, you know, when are we gonna pull out the paint and the canvas? And the lady like, no, no, calm down. 
son, have you taken your, taken your medicine? No, I'm not, I'm not on med. Okay, calm down. Before you can paint with color on a canvas, you have to do something called a pencil sketch. Mm. All good painters know how to pencil sketch. Do you know about this, Chris? Uh, I feel like I've heard it before, but uh, I did not know that, actually. Okay. A pencil sketch is the way for you to sketch in pencil, in case you mess up, the outline of the painting. Okay. Mm. So you paint. It's real subtle and real light. So you put the pencil sketch, and then you basically draw that on the canvas. And then once you're able to draw the pencil sketch, then you come back with the paint, and you fit. Watch this. You fill in the lines. You give color to the picture. You give depth to the canvas, okay? And so basically, you have to start with the pencil sketch. Now, no one would say, because you have put paint on the canvas, the pencil sketch was irrelevant. No, what you would say is, without the pencil sketch, the paint is meaningless. Mm. I'm about to preach. The paint Hello. is meaningless, okay? <laughs> the Old Testament, somebody help me here, listen. Come the on. Old Testament is the pencil sketch for the New Testament writings, okay? Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament sketch. So what do I mean? The Old Testament festivals were a pencil sketch. The Old Testament laws, all 613, were a pencil sketch. The Old Testament sovereignty of God working through his people was a pencil sketch. The promise to Abraham, pencil sketch, for the coming Messiah who would fill full Mm. The pencil sketch of the Old Testament, you ready for this? With his life. <laughs> Jesus' life is the stroke of color to the Old Testament book. So what it shows us is now we don't do away with the Old Testament now that yeah. we have the new. No, we have to understand what the pencil sketch is mm. to realize Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Now, there's something else I found that I want to leave you with. And this is really insightful to think about. I think the word fulfill actually has another nuanced meaning. Okay? Oh, wow. And the reason I know that is from the context of the passage. One of the cool things about my discipleship group last year is we memorized the entire Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. I'll tell you a cool story. I got to take a trip to Israel later that year. And on the Mount of Beatitudes... From memory, I was able to quote the sermon. I only messed it a couple of times. Candy was there to help, thank God. Yeah. But uh, you talk about moving even from Three me. chapters, by the way. It's not chapter chapters. five, verses six and seven. Yeah, your chapters chapter five, five, six, six and, seven. and seven. Yeah, it took me a year to do it. But here's the thing. And I did. And here's the cool thing. I did it with other guys in my discipleship group. So one guy was on the SWAT team. One guy was a business owner. One guy worked at a shoe company. I mean, so it wasn't just me. We all did it. Yeah. And here's the thing I learned. When you memorize a book or a chapter or, or chapters, you start to see connections in the book that you don't otherwise see from random reading, okay? Mm -hmm. And here's what I want you to see. The word fulfill also can mean, write this down if you're taking notes, interpret correctly, okay? I mentioned that earlier. Interpret correctly. Ooh, yeah. So when Jesus says, I did not come to abolish the law and the prophets, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets, the very next thing he goes into is a section of six. You ready for this? You have heard it said to our ancestors, but I say to you. Hmm. You have heard it said 
but I say to you, you've heard it said in the past, but I say to you, and what he's doing there, Chris, is he is going to interpret correctly the law. Hmm. So, so much more sense. Now, so Jesus is way. not saying, yeah, Jesus is not saying we need to do away with the law, throw the law away. You don't need it anymore. What he's saying is, no, the law is useful hmm. when you understand the law correctly. Yeah. So let me help you interpret it properly. Wow. That gives a whole new spin and a whole new perspective. Well, an encouragement. You know, as you're speaking, you know, I'm just, uh, my, my, uh, focus on this topic is is growing in interest because I'm just thinking, man, we, we take a, a, a heady topic like replacement theology and some people start to snooze. But when you start to, to really look at the implications of that, when you start to talk about how Jesus is fulfilling and how Jesus is reinterpreting or interpreting correctly the word, that's powerful. That's something I want everyone I encounter or teach or disciple to be aware of because that's a profound uh, way to understand the word the Lord has given us. Well, as always, thanks for listening to the podcast today. There's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, tons of them, and we appreciate you choosing Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. Check out the show notes on replicate.org. Next week, we're going to continue discussing how we're looking at the word, how we're understanding it so we can disciple better, so we can understand our Lord better, so we can grow closer to him. And check us out on social media when you get the chance at Replicate Men at Replicate M-I-N, short for ministry, on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and then Replicate Ministries on Facebook. And then, as always, please subscribe to the podcast. Take your phone out right now. Text a friend. Tell them to listen to this if you felt like it was helpful or something they need to hear. And as always, rate or review the podcast when you get a chance. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.